Well, hi, everyone, and welcome to the PT Podcast brought to you by Crossroads Community Church in Lindale, Texas. I am your host, PT, with my podcasting partners, the Ball Beauty himself. He's just absolutely gorgeous and shiny today. Shiny, shiny, shiny. You know what? I don't have your mic unmuted. Do you know why? Because I'm I'm evil. Okay. <laughs> Bald beauty Steve Howard himself. Say hi, Steve. Hey, guys. How y'all doing? There. There's your mic. Boy, you sound good, too. I wish I sounded like that. All right. And back from his incredible trip to the Ozarks, looking like Grizzly Adams, Todd the Irishman Bergen. What's up, Todd? Hey, everyone. And Glad to be back. Oh, you're, I'm you're, already going. Yeah, you're, man. You're just you, cutting me off. You, I'm sorry. You don't give me time. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. there's no time. I, I'm glad you're here. We're yeah. so glad you came back. I'm glad to be back. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry I missed last week's episode. That was a fantastic episode. Yes, it, it was. It was a very fantastic episode, I have to say. It was. It seemed so smooth for some reason. I don't, I don't know. Are you saying because I wasn't here I'm not, I'm, I'm That's not, what you're saying. I'm not saying anything, That's really. what it feels like. I'm saying that there was a lot my less anger. Said, I'm, a little, worried. I'm a little worried about this. It's a, it, it, there's a lot less um, anger oh. involved. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Anger. I think it was because your mom was here. You think that's why? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You get a mom involved, boy. That that'll that'll change things. It. I'm not gonna. Yes. Yeah, I'm not gonna speculate. Um, no, it's I, I'm going to say that Doctor Doctor Carla Lech, who is my mother. Yes, that's very yep. true. Um, yep. She she really laid it out for us. Yes, she did. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, just yep. can can I go on now? Do I have your permission, or do you want to add anything? That, well, I just uh, I just want to say. Thanks for having me back. All right. Well, you're you're so welcome, and and thank you for reading your material ahead of time. Hey, no problem, that. no problem. I'm I'm glad to read all this material. This book was great. What? <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, we got jokes. We got jokes. All right. So, um, today I don't know if you guys have noticed when you walk through the door, but there's somebody here. Where? Hey. Yeah, and yet she's here. Her, a visitor has come. That's right. And, right. and and she is she's extraordinary. We got to talk to her um was it was it Wednesday that we met? Was it was it Wednesday that we met? For breakfast? I believe so. And it was Wednesday at, at the barrel, at the cracker barrel. That's where us old folks eat. Yeah, because I came back Tuesday. That's right. And you couldn't meet with them. No. No. No, so we did it Wednesday. Morning. That's right. So, yes. um, she, she she's with our ministry partners in Raise Ministries. She's she's employed with them. She she's engaged in awesome missions work in the Dominican Republic. Great. Um, and she's 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 awesome. She she shares some of the views that we needed today. Uh, what we're going to talk about. So I was like, yeah, we got to get you on here. Um, awesome. It's the wonderful, the beautiful, the amazingly brilliant Alexis Garland. Everybody say hi, Alexis. Hi, hi Alexis. Alexis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Isn't that awesome? Listen to that crowd. They're going wild. Wow, it's amazing. And they just, they faded down without any help at all. Thank you guys for being so sensitive. <laughs> yes. And our live studio audience. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah, you're right. Our live studio <laughs> audience. Live. <laughs> I'm glad you could join us today, Alexis. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. You're welcome. And feel free just to tell us to shut up anytime you want to. I will. Okay, great. Just interject. See, she's going to fit right in. <laughs> all right. So, all right. Uh, let me start off the morning with just some fabulous um, banter about yesterday's events. Today is Friday, the 10th of September. Obviously, tomorrow is the 20-year anniversary of Mm. a horrific day. Um, And we get on the precipice of the 20th anniversary. I'm not saying these things are connected at all. I'm not. I'm just saying that we get a... um, And I never get political on here. You notice that. I just try not to. 
Um, mm-hmm. We will in November. We will definitely get political. But um, I, I want to say this to everybody that's listening on uh, online right now, um, of this podcast, or if you're following, subscribing, or just out of happenstance listening, um, please don't freak out. Um, I want you to go back and listen to last week's, if you haven't already, about worry, the fear of the unknown mm-hmm. and doubt, and realize that just because somebody says that they're going to start, it's like a like one of them big kids at school that used to say, I'm going to see you after school, and if you don't do what I tell you to do, I'm going to beat you up kind of thing. And usually, bring it on. Yeah, well, I, I would expect nothing less from the Irishman. He's like, yeah, bring it on, I will ruin you. Uh, but I want all of you people out there, uh, including me and myself and I, when I look in the mirror, I have to remind myself that God is still God. Um, and I, I am a, I am a, uh, a citizen of heaven. Um, and although these mandates or whatnot might worry, you might think that if you are not getting a, a, a jab or even if you are getting a jab, I want you to understand that there's absolutely nothing to worry about, that God is still good. He's still God. And Sorry. he's. It's Siri. She, she's 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 trying to listen to our conversation. It's a conspiracy, I tell you. Yeah, it is a conspiracy. They're yes. listening to us. They're no, listening to us. We're gonna get flagged now for um <laughs> for. for <laughs> was, that, was that mine? That was yours. Was it? That was yours. Yeah, that was yours. Why did you seriously? Why did, it was yours. I put it on. Do not disturb. Well, Siri doesn't Siri care. Can Siri can disturb she? anytime she wants to. Yeah, I didn't get rid of her. She catches she, you in really weird times. She just don't Siri. care. She just don't care. Yeah. Don't but care I, what I, you're doing. Yeah. So anyways, anyways um, I want you guys not to worry about it. I don't want you guys to think about, you know, all the things that you need to be doing. Unless the Lord's telling you to do something special or get get to prayer, get to talking to him about stuff, talk to him about how he can change things. Because I can guarantee you, if you start dwelling on your own understanding and all the things that you need to, what you think you need to do and all the things and ways that you need to plan, you're only going to get more worried, worked up and depressed and angry and bitter. And then it'll cause division. And that's what it looks like. In the kingdom of God, especially right now, people think there's either two sides of things. There's you're getting the jab or you're being selfish or you're not getting the jab. And, and you, because you and, and listen, somewhere in between those things, um, we're, we're going to find ourselves somewhere. But um, don't don't worry. Don't don't fret and don't ponder and meditate on all these negative things. I want you guys to realize mm-hmm. that God's still God and he's good. All right. So that being said, today we're going to tackle a very controversial subject that's right a very con so but before i go on i'm almost positive there's going to be someone that disagrees with me personally not you guys you guys might take a totally different swing on this thing i disagree yeah totally i'm sure you probably do so maybe even people you know like steve that are in this room today in our live studio audience (laughs) okay yeah i want to i want to say this disclaimer the views that are expressed in this podcast are not necessarily the views of any kind of sponsor or or you even the person that's listening right now there and there may be some words on this podcast for for reference sake only okay that may cause you to wince a little bit on this podcast so if little charlie's in the car with you or you're at the office don't turn up the volume when we get to this next part because we're going to say some stuff that's you know a little hairy. Okay, so um, just just making sure you understand that this is not safe for work. And if little Charlie's in the car and you don't want him repeating these <laughs> these words at school, 
uh, be sure and, and, and put on your headphones and listen to this. It's definitely an adult conversation, okay? Now, I didn't didn't put on there that it's explicit on the podcast um, because we're not trying to be explicit. Our hearts aren't there. But no. we definitely want to delve into the heart of topics, and this is one of those things that was at the top of the list. Uh, if anyone knows me at all, and you guys know me, Alexis, you're, 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 you're kind of getting to know me, but you don't know me quite right. But I'm not a legalistic person at all. Legalistic being following the rules to be righteous or excessive adherence to a law or formula. When the Bible teaches that you can follow him with, follow rules with the wrong heart and still be very ungodly. I don't know if you've ever paid attention to how he talked to the Pharisees saying that they kept all the rules, but their hearts were really far from him. So, um, uh, that's what I want to make sure that we, we stated before we went on at all. Um, anybody want to add anything to that before I go on? No, I think that's a great intro. Great yes. intro. I like that. Intro. Now they're definitely listening. I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> oh, I'm turning this one up. More. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Okay. So before we go any more further, mm-hmm. let's, let's go ahead and, and classify what we're going to talk about. First of all, um, those of you that, um, are at home, you can pick up how many got forks or knives at the house? Anybody got forks or knives at the house? Plastic yes. ware, anything? I, I do you have forks and knives? I'm, I'm short a little on the spoons. On the spoons? Yeah. I don't well, have that's any because spoons. you have coffee. Do you use creamer? No. Okay. Well, no. for some it, reason, they just vanish. They do sometimes. Don't they? Mm-hmm. Here, I'll do. Yeah. See? Yeah. If you don't have a problem with it, obviously nobody uses your spoons. But that's not not that's not about the topic today. Let's stick on the topic. The, the, the spoons are actually the first thing to get into the dishwasher. I'll say that. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I don't know how that Alexis, happens. Is that the same in your your household? My spoons and forks have residency in another country. Yep. <laughs> we wow. don't have dishwashers there. We what? wash them by hand. Oh wow! Have you lost your loving mind? <laughs> no, it's probably better. Well, we better send her with some Dawn. So Dawn, Dawn, dishwashing. You know, Dawn so. is a beautiful, beautiful lady. She mm-hmm. she gets those things nice and clean, mm-hmm. and it, even the little ducks. I've seen. Yeah, I was about to say I've seen those commercials in the arms of an angel. They're like cleaning off the the ducks with the Dawn soap. And it's oh yeah, very sensitive. Boy, we're okay, so anyways, off topic. Yeah, we are. All right. Anyways, back to file. so yeah. get your fork or something like that. And I want you to lay it on a table. Okay. And guess what that thing is doing. Nothing but laying on the table. Jack squat. That's right. It's not doing anything. You know why? Because it's an inanimate object. And that thing is what we like to call, everybody say it with me, amoral. Amoral. See, we learn something new every day. They can't make decisions on their own. Things like rocks, pencils, forks, guns, foods, drinks, drugs. They can't, outside of a moral agent, make any decisions. So even if your 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 forks and your spoons have taken up residence in the Dominican Republic, it is probably because we... Our moral creatures. Everybody say moral. 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 Means, that means we have the ability to decide between right and wrong. We can do right and wrong. These are the abilities of a moral person, a moral agent. Now, that is a very oversimplified version um, of a very complex subject, but alas, we only have so much time. Um, we have given assignments to things like those forks. They are now living in the Dominican Republic because we, as moral agents, put them in the Dominican Republic if that's where we are living. That's obviously what we've done with those things. Same thing with people that utilize guns. There are some people that utilize guns for good things, like protecting you know our troops overseas. They use guns for those purposes. Although I would say that there are people that would disagree with me on that. Those guns are still amoral. Um, they don't serve any purpose other than what we assign to those things. I can utilize a gun for hunting. I can utilize a gun for target practice, and it's totally fine. I can use a gun for killing somebody, and I have now assigned it for evil. All right, everybody understand? Say yeah. 
Yes. yes. Okay, if you don't, then we, we need to stop the podcast and have a conversation, all right? But this week we're going to talk about cussing, swearing, the, the foul filth stuff that my grandpa said that you're not allowed to listen to on the television. So um, every week we have a scripture reference, and we're going to start with this one, Ephesians 4.29. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only that which is good for building up as it fits the occasion that it may give grace to those that hear. Now, I did some research, and I'm going to kind of blow your mind here. According to forensic linguist Jack Grieve, who recently did a study on the popularity of quote-unquote curse words on Twitter in different parts of this country. Um, now, according to the article published by Business Insider, Grieve used roughly $9 billion not 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 million, but billion. There's an extra zero there, I guess. There is an extra zero. Yeah, another by ten or whatever. Um, yeah, who knows? Uh, Grieve used roughly ten billion geocoded tweets collected by, and I have no idea how to say this name, but Dianqing Zhuo in the years 2013 to 2014, and created these maps that show the frequency in which the word was used in the tweets relative to the number of the words actually used in tweets in that country, which obviously correlate strongly with the population density. You're not going to find a lot of people that are using a lot of stuff if they live in the mountains of Wyoming or Montana. So the scale was either 2.32 on the positive or below 2.32, the national average, for the use of whichever quote or or, or, or the, the, the curse word that was being examined. So I'm just going to tell you the top 10 in our particular area. Did a little bit of analyzing on those maps just to serve. This is going to be the northeast Texas part uh, of the country. Um, and these are the most popularly used in our, our, and we're going in order from the least popular to the most popular. So we're going to start with 10 and we're going to go all the way down to one. So here are the words and here we go. Um, if I had a, if I had an alarm, which I don't have an alarm, I wish explosion, I had an alarm. Explosion. Oh, I know it might be, you know, I have, I have all sorts of stuff, but oh, here it is. hundred buttons. Here, here's the. Here's the young listeners beware thing. You guys need to get out of the car. You guys need to stop listening to this thing if you don't want to hear words that are going to offend your sentimentalities, all right? But we are not advocating that these words be used at all. We're simply giving reference to these words so that you understand what we're talking about. And we'll give some, them some nicknames because I just have a tar, hard time with some of these words. So, number 10. <clears throat> you want me to help you? No, I don't want you to help me. I don't, don't I, want, 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 want to be complicit you in your... yeah. <laughs> in this area, in this part of the country, this isn't in other parts of the country. In fact, if you go to other parts of the world, this is more of a widely used word as kind of a filler thing. Um, you know, when they, you know how I call you, you a nerd or something like that. Well, somebody would probably yeah. or but you know somebody might use this. I know, holy cow! Yeah, We're, I told you guys got to get out of the car. We've already started using them. Yep, you it's can't already say on. that one. Okay, so here's number ten. Um, I'm going to apologize to your mom right now, Steve. All right. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, Steve's mom. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Love ya. So here we go. Number 10 um, in this part of the country. This is the least used. It's it's cunt. Okay. Um, yeah, I know. I know. You guys just get over it. All right. So we're going to call this word from now on the C word. And it is not relating to crap because I'll just say crap. I just don't care. You can get offended at me. Or I'll corn. i that one too. Yeah. Everybody in the room that, that says crap. It's okay. I just want to let you know you can go ahead and use that word. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Amen. Um, so number 10 was cunt. And in other parts of the country, if I'm looking at this right, um, this word is very, very popular in the Northeast, like Maine, New York. Go figure. I'm sure every one of these words are popular in New York. Well, no, I'll take that back. Darn is not. 
But, um, yeah, darn is not you one of those words it. in New York that they use. That's number nine, right? Um, darn is number nine. That's correct. Darn is not. Uh, but it, it's number nine in our part of the country. So it gets a little mm-hmm. warmer. We, we use a little bit more. Like, darn it, you know, the kind of thing. Or gosh darn, you know, those kind of things. Those yeah. are, yeah. Okay, so eight. <sighs> eight. Three nine. M- mother. Motherfucker. All right. So from now on, we'll call this... <laughs> It's just I don't ever say these words, so this is just as awkward for everybody else. But I'm just telling you, this is what number eight is, motherfucker. All right, so we're, from now we're going to call this mf'er. All right, MF-er. see, I just see my mom looking at me with her arms folded and like mm-hmm. gritting her teeth, like I can't believe you just said that word. You know, I bet you she has yep. a finger wagon. <laughs> Shame so on you. in this area, in this part of the country, it's not that popular, but it's getting a little bit more popular. So um, number seven, which is real. This one was really surprising to me because you would think in the South, um, we are labeled a lot of times very homophobic. Right. Yeah. And so this word, I don't I don't like to use this word, but no. in England, England, they use this word as a cigarette. You know, can I can I bum a fag from you? Uh, all right. So but this one is, is faggot. Um, this is the most popular, believe it or not, on the West Coast. Like all the way wow. up to Washington, all the way down through Cal- California, they used faggot um, a lot. Um, when I was a kid, I used this a lot, and I realized that it hurt some people. I'm like, I'm, you know what? I don't, I'm not interested in doing that anymore. But um, in the South, it's not popular at all. For you know, it just it's well, more popular to, than wants to call anybody a cigarette. I don't know. I don't know, but I, I, don't I, I know. that yeah, that's anyways. that's what England defines it as. I know that in America it means something totally different. Yep. Oh, it does. Yep. And now we'll get into that later. Sorry. If, yeah, we will. Well, in in Joplin, if I go to Joplin, Missouri, there's actually a bearing company, like steel bearings, mm-hmm. fag bearings. Wow. So when I was growing up, we'd go to Iowa and we'd pass through there, and I'd see that. Me and my brother would just start cackling, and mom and dad would be like, "Y'all just need to stop," you know, because they know what we were laughing about. Yeah. But uh-huh. it's not funny. But this is this is number number seven in our area. Number six, um, asshole. Um, mm-hmm. although in our area, there could be several of these around, uh, I'm going to say that, um, number six is, is that's the next one on the list. All right. Number five. I hate this word. Yes. Uh, I, I hate it just as much as eight, but this one obviously is, they didn't count this as a derivative. They counted it as his own special word. And that's, that's fuck. Uh, we call this the F word. I know, I know some of you are already you flipping are the channel. To hell. Uh, that is, and I was also surprised that that didn't make the list because people quantify he double hockey sticks is you know one of those words that are terrible but oh. that didn't quantify on the list for some reason this is the top 10 so fuck was number five number four is shit yeah no and i'm not saying that it is that i'm just saying that the, it's the word shit so um okay. yeah it's again S-word. i know you guys are freaking out it's okay call call give us a message or something if you don't like it but we'll, we'll, we'll you're just gonna get over it yeah that's the spanish version yes I believe in that. In that, don't tell me. What is it? What is it? Mierda. Mierda. Okay. Yeah. For those of you that are are multilingual, you just got you got a cuss word in in Spanish there. Mierda. This is why we brought the Dominican Republic lady in because she can she can tell us all that stuff. All right. (laughs) All right. Number number three, which I think is hilarious, and I would tell you right now that if you look on this, gosh, is not it, it is not a word that they use in in New York. Just isn't, but gosh, in the southern area, right oh, in our, yeah, yeah it is a is lot. a hot, it's a hot, hot word for us. Gosh, well, I think New York uses number two a lot more than they use number three. They probably do. Mm-hmm. What's um, it say? Number What's it number two, and I'm not, I'm not even going to make a derivative word for gosh. Um, we're just going to, you know, shit. We can say the s word. Fuck, we'll say the f word. Asshole is the a word. Faggot's the other f word. 
Um, but this one is GD. Everybody knows what that is. I have a hard time with this one too. I have a very hard time. Um, yeah. Goddamn or damn. Um, these I are like those. these are. I don't like them either. I don't. I don't like fuck. Especially the the G first. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll talk about that in just a second. Yeah. But goddamn or damn. Uh, one of my one of my least favorite. I think number one would be the F word, and now this one number two. That would be on my my list of things that I just don't say. But. Right. Again, we're we're talking yeah. about this is what they're what in our set where our area, and obviously there are ones that you might be using at home <laughs> that that aren't on this list. But number one, the number one in this area, uh, obviously by by Twitter standard, um, and maybe some of you are like, I never use Twitter, so they don't know what I'm. I, I know it might not be yours. Uh, I'm going to miss something if I don't list them all. But I didn't want to list them all, so we're going to uh, do this one. Okay, so this is number one. It's the B word. It's it's a bitch. Okay, a female animal. So um, female dog. Mm-hmm. So that's the uh, the top ten. Okay, now I'm done and I'm sweating. I'm I'm actually you I'm are literally sweating. yes. Yeah, it's I'm, dripping. I'm off a you. little. Your armpits are getting I'm a little, little moist. Um, a little, you little. did great. I'm glad. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. Yes. Yes. Not me. But were my were my we pronunciations should, on point? Is what we I should have had Steve do that. No. Yes. <laughs> you. It would have looked like he had splashed water all over himself. He, he, he would. Shower. He would have had. No! Yeah, it's exactly yes. what he would have said. And he would not have been able to make it through that, bless his heart. I think he got he would have gotten at least a seven. Okay, so this is this we we're, we're gonna beg the question here. Um why? why? Why are these why do I feel so uncomfortable with these words? And and I, I'm gonna start with Steve because Steve, it's easy to see that you are uncomfortable with these words. You don't like these words, oh, some of them. Steve. Um what what do you think makes you uncomfortable about these words? They're derogatory. Some of them are derogatory towards people, which that's, you know, the C word, the F word. The you other, mean with the mother in front of it? The MF word. They're all, those are, a lot of them are derogatory. Um, like I told you, my, my least favorite is the GD word because I just don't like that one. GD, yeah. I don't like it either. Because it has what? But what? What's God in it? What makes it a cuss word? That that's a what, why? Why would you? Why? Why are we wincing? Why are we flinching at these words? What assignment? How did okay. we get the assignment of that these are those cuss? Because I've I, I'm I've heard my uh, I've heard people that use that that top one cunt um, in a in a measurement. I thought we were using the c word. We c are, word. but I just want to wow. make sure because people are going to un- misunderstand. It'll be okay. Yeah. But I've heard people say, well. It's just a cunt hair's length away from being right, you know that kind of thing. And they don't mean anything by it, but I've that's how they, they that. use that. Well, uh, well, that's because yeah. somebody's used that derogatory in yeah. a different um, yes. terminology. Yes, yes. somebody's assigned negativity in your life to that word because the mm-hmm. word in itself, a bunch of letters that are just jumbled up and put together, that that didn't create that negativity what created that negativity what makes us wince on that what do you think alexis i mean i I think we have to consider the cultural context and the way that these words evolve has a lot to do with either the history of the culture or just even a linguistic evolution um and at some point down the road each culture will decide this is a word that is acceptable in common conversation and this is a word that is not 
And sometimes that's decided, I think, by political organizations or church organizations, people in power, or it's a social decision that just happens over time. Without a doubt. I mean, if you're, if you're, we're getting real. I think a lot of it sometimes has to do with control or what they don't like or the sound of it. Somebody doesn't like the way it sounds Mm -hmm. like a sailor back in the 1700s when they were, they didn't have the ability to keep poop off the top or have, have methane levels that would rise and explode. And so they would say, okay, well, don't put it at the bottom of the deck where it can infiltrate the rest of the ship. They'd say, you need to store this stuff high in transit. Okay. Store. So when a sailor, when he came and they said, well, this guy cusses like a sailor and they took this word shit and they said, well, this is the worst word that you could ever say. It sounds because the sailor used it. It's negative. It's terrible. And because they associated it with waste, not only with waste, but because the sailor said it, a lot of them just got mad because, well, they're saying all this other stuff. They're found in bars. They're, they're getting drunk. They're, they're, they're whoring around in there. And, and if a sailor says it, it must not be good. Mm-hmm. And they would, and they would use it in derogatory ways. I'm sure you're full of, you know, shit and that kind of stuff. And so when, when they would use those things, people would say and derive from that context well, it must be a negative thing. And over the years, it's become something that people don't use in educated conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, that just isn't something that is appropriate in culturally, in our culture especially, something that people don't like to use. Now, you might be at home and you're sitting there chuckling and laughing and things like that because I use this word every day. Well, I'm, I'm just telling you what, what we're de- defining as cuss words. What makes a cuss word a cuss word? Is it God or is it man? It's man. Man. 100%. 100%. 100% man, you guys are all on agreement on that. Yep. Yeah, it's the intent of the word. It's the intent of the word. Now, that's key, right? Mm-hmm. So we get our rule of behavior, which is don't cuss. Everybody's got that. You know, when you, you know, I I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't cuss, and I don't go out with people that do, that kind of thing. I, I think I, anyways, oh, no, I don't, I, what is that? I don't drink, I don't chew, and I don't go out with people that do, that kind of thing. And so what what I've got this whole thing is the, the cussing um aspect of things people want to um either really really distance themselves and i've noticed that it's very polarized they want to distance themselves from that whole kind of lingo because it makes them sound uneducated or it gets them in cultural problems but when we talk about the real reason when school you didn't use these particular words why because it wasn't socially acceptable the teacher didn't think it was good and so they labeled these things as bad words and there was particular words that you knew you weren't supposed to use but sometimes in schools there's a disagreement between the teacher and the parent. And this rule of behavior, which is, and I'm going to call it what it is, it is legalism. It'll say, here, this rule of behavior is what you need to follow in order to be right. Okay? That's what I would define as legalistic. All right? In order for me to be right, I need to follow this rule of behavior. But it didn't define the heart of the issue. Is right being moral? Right. Is that what we're calling it? Right, right is not necessarily moral. Remember, what is moral? We'll talk about that in just a second, but okay. we got our rule of behavior, and I'll and I'll and I'll say what what we're gonna the ability to choose between right and wrong makes you a moral person, but there's a difference between right and righteousness, and and that's something in our culture that we have to learn that it's not just because you're right doesn't make you righteous, and just because you have a rule of behavior doesn't mean that you you're doing well in your heart. I can make a rule of behavior for and and label that out for everybody. Um, like all, all these things are cuss words. And then a, a child comes to school and he says, well, that's stupid. Okay. And the teacher's like, well, you're right. That really is stupid. That's terrible. And they have an agreement. That wasn't a bad word. The, the child comes back home and they're talking about, well, what did you learn in school today, little Charlie? And little Charlie goes, I learned that this was stupid. 
And the mom like flips her lid. Why? Because on her chart, she's got stupid is a bad word, bad word, a bad word. It's a mean word. We don't use those words. Okay. And so she's, she's hacked. She's in in a cuss word. She's pissed. And she goes to the school and the teacher and her have a disagreement over a legalistic topic. Mom has good intentions, but the rule of behavior didn't match the heart set. Did the child mean anything by... It's the intent of the word, though. You can, when you call a person stupid, you're calling... that. That's a that's different than calling it an action. Like, it, what they did could be a stupid action, but that doesn't make the person stupid. That's right. That's true. But um, if you say the person so is stupid... So if you, say, if, you, if you say that person's stupid, then that's derogatory. It could be. Yeah. It could but be. But if all- you say if that person did something that was really stupid... But the, that the, means that they did something that was not very smart. But the whole conversation has to be not necessarily about the word. If if it's the word, you're assigning morality to a non-moral thing. It's like the gun. If if I put the gun on the table, yes, the gun was created by man. Yes, the gun has steel and all these. But it's inanimate. If I put it on the table and I do nothing with it. If I go hunting with it, there are good things to do, but who's making the decision to make it bad or not bad? The person that's using the gun. That's right. So you're saying the intent is what makes the word. So these words weren't necessarily created. My, my, some of them might be. I don't know. but Yeah, some uh, of them are created to be derogatory. We don't know. I mean, can, does anybody here know the derivatives of all these words and where they came from? What is it? The um, What's the word? I always get confused with entomology and etymology. I think it's etymology, etymology, which is the, the the literary the study of words. Okay, so entomology is the study of a- insects. I think right and or plants or something like that. This is I way over no my head. Well, <laughs> I'm glad Alexis is here. Yeah, I am too. Yeah, man. Like, man. So really she gets smart. the point on this. But one. the the teacher making a rule of behavior is trying to, and I think we do this at churches all the time, mm-hmm. the, the and, and the PC culture especially, where we get crazy with the rule of behavior, but we ignore the intent. So let me let me give you another good example of this. Um, in 1995, there was a big revival that happened in the Brownsville revival. Okay, and they were baptizing people left and right. They were having huge success with people, mm-hmm. and these people were coming off the streets. Man, they're getting delivered from drugs. They're getting delivered from mm-hmm. bad stuff that they were being involved with, and assigning things in their lives, drug addiction, things like that. Yeah, there was bad stuff that was happening. And so this this young man, they've got on videotape. You can actually watch it i think in some of the archives of the brownsville thing where they're they're baptizing this cat in in the baptismal this and this is a churchy place this was an assemblies of god establishment Mm -hmm. and you know suits ties you know back in the day where that you you, in in our day dude where you get on the platform you have to dress like you're supposed to be on the platform you know it wasn't wasn't like now where we can have tattoos and you know ripped up jeans and you know fog machines um anyways <laughs> <laughs> this is back in the day where you know you're in sin if you know you, you didn't wear a tie on the platform and so uh i i remember um i can't even remember if it was john kilpatrick or steve hill that's in the, the place with him in the baptism with him and they're about to bat- they're about to baptize him and he's he's on fire man he's just in love with god you could tell he just his life has been changed the dynamic is totally different mm-hmm. but he's rough and, and it he looks rough. He looks like, you know, I, he, he's just come out of this stuff and God's mm-hmm. obviously dealing with him where he's at. 
And so they get him, they go, all right, they do the whole rigmarole, you know, with, uh, do you mm -hmm. believe in Jesus Christ? Yes. Do you believe that he rose from the dead? He died, rose from the dead and, mm -hmm. and, and delivered you from your sin? Yes. And do you give your life to him? And is this a public declaration of your faith? Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, yes. He goes, all right, by now, you know, I, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And go, boom, in, into the, into the, the water. He comes out and his hands are up and he's crying. He's bawling. He goes, man, oh, and then, and, and John goes, do you, do you want to say anything to the crowd? And he goes, man, I just want to tell everybody that's out there. God is fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> At Browseville. Okay. All right. So rule of behavior. If you are the legalist, that guy just did a really bad, bad no, no. He just used a wordy dirt. Okay, there are people in there that were all over the place that were flipping out over the fact that mm -hmm. he used the F word. But was the intent bad? No. Mm -mm. If I assign, because I know that's one of the words that you were saying, well, that was designed as a derogatory thing. Normally it is. Okay, but that's what I'm saying. I'm saying that who defines that? We're out there pointing fingers and getting upset at it. Well, it's usually followed mm -hmm. after you if it's derogatory. That's not necessarily true because look at the way the guys used it. I've known some people that are at bars that have well, really. Well, usually if you use the U word after the F Like word. I said, these things are all derivatives. Like uh -huh. we say ass, asshole. When they say darn, darn it, you know, all that stuff. Uh, God, goddamn, damn, you know, dang, any of those kinds of things. We can use derivatives on those things. But those are all the things that are considered the popular versions of those things. But. You know, somebody that says fuck, fucking, any of those other things, I think those are all derivatives. You can't get lost in what those things are. I'm saying the intent doesn't always have to be malicious. You can assign malicious intent with those things. But I've heard people in bars, and that's, I do a lot of my, my ministry, is in bars with people. And if I get put off by somebody utilizing a word yeah. every time they use a word and assign to them that they are unholy or that they're unjust or they're not great people because they said a word that didn't match my sentimentalities, then I'm missing the whole point of the conversation to begin with. Yeah. I, I want to be looking at heart intent. I don't want to be looking at word play. I'm not playing Scrabble. Mm -hmm. This this world is, is way beyond Scrabble. It's got to be about heart, right? It's got to be about what is the intent of the heart and what's behind the word. Yes. It's exactly what you're saying, except for if I say that the inception of the word, it's like saying that anything that isn't Christian music is secular. I've heard this, this argument too. And I've known some Christian artists out there that have no desire, absolutely zero desire to worship the Lord. What they have is a desire to have a full pocketbook. Hmm. And so I would label that mentality secular. And then I've known some people that write secular music. POD was another huge people that they didn't mm -hmm. care about the money part of it. They were trying to minister to hardcore people. Yeah. And so they, in, in one of their, in one of their songs, they use the F word and Christians like boycotted them because they use the F word. And like, we're going out and trying to minister to these gangs and these hard nosed, hard laced people. I'm not trying to be relevant. I am trying to speak their language so that they understand how we feel about this. And it wasn't that the the word was not used in a disrespectful manner. It wasn't like, you know, malicious point your finger and biting your lip mm -hmm. and, and really reaming somebody out on this thing. Their heart was trying to communicate that this is how they felt about the situation. And it was a very positive way, but people got their sentimental, just like people will in this thing. When they hear all these words, they're gonna get their sentiments offended because they have a rule of behavior. Mm -hmm. When I look at the rule of behavior, and I think that's what we need to talk about here, we say, well, what defines what is and what is not a cuss word? Well, in culture, 
in your life, Alexis, what defines, and you said culture-wise, a lot of it is driven by the, the inception of the word or what culture defined it, but in your life, what what defines what is and what is not a cuss word? Well, I think you have to also consider the shifting cultural context too because absolutely, I am a young person in the media age and I have been exposed to what people would consider curse or cuss words from a very young age. And so they start to take on this arbitrary manner. And I think like countries um, in Europe, they become just these filler words. People don't assign any meaning to them. And they're just a common thing you'll find in discourse. If you go to a college campus, if you go to anywhere where you have 20s or 30 year olds, it's just going to be there. That's right. Um, Mm -hmm. Unless you are in a place like a church or somewhere where they have put these boundaries and they follow maybe through respect or fear uh, what this place has deemed respectable or okay, or as you said, a measure of right behavior. And you said a big word when you said arbitrary, mm-hmm. where, okay, one second it's okay and the next second it's not. Mm-hmm. And who defines that? It's all subjective to the, like you said, the environment that you're in, but that can be confusing to somebody, can it? Yeah, absolutely. I think it comes down for me at least where I put my limits is, am I acting with respect? And the word itself has no inherent value, but am I speaking with respect? Am I trying to hurt somebody with my words? And am I respecting the area that I'm in? You know, I'm not going to go into a church and speak a lot of words that they would not find appropriate because now I have put a barrier in between me and the people that are there. But if I'm in a setting where it is not deemed something that is incorrect, there's nothing, it is arbitrary in right. that way. It doesn't mean that we don't feel uncomfortable when the boundaries that we have created in our lives are crossed. Mm-hmm. You know, you put yourself in those situations. Um, there, I have to have a different way of looking at things. Um, I can't, I don't have the luxury of going in and just guns out all blazing, starting to talk. Because in my, there's already, even saying these words today, because of my upbringing, yeah, because of my culture, because of what my parents taught me or what I learned in, you know, Bible college or any of those things, all that stuff plays into the measure of how I respond to this stuff. And that's what in my heart, I believe, creates the the good friction that produces better behavior. Mm-hmm. But that better behavior doesn't mean that it's better spiritual. I don't know if you noticed, but just because I do right things by rule doesn't mean that my heart's right. I've heard Christian. I know some of you guys have, have been there. I've heard some Christians that never say one of those words, but kill people with their words. Oh, yes. And I, I'm sorry, but why mm-hmm. is that person over here who's literally, they're building up people. I, I, I can think of one guy in particular. He's already, he's listening. I know he's listening because he says he's going to listen to this one today. He's really interested in this because he's got a potty mouth. But And he says he's got a potty mouth. But I've, I've watched him walk up to tables. And they'll be sitting there talking, tell him about their day and tell him how bad they feel about themselves or something like that. And he'll put his arm around him and he'll literally, now he'll say it with some choice language, but he will build them up and they will feel like they're the most important people in the world. Wow. Sure, he said some language that offends my sentiments and that I don't like to use on a normal basis. Um, th- this this podcast notwithstanding, <laughs> okay. But um, this guy didn't ha- doesn't have intent to hurt. He's really trying to build up people, and he is he he loves people. 
He's around them all the time. Now, do I think that he's got his life on track? And he'll tell you he doesn't have his life on track. But my definition of on track versus what the, the, the rule of behavior thing here, you can be right. I can say all the right words. I can be as PC as I want and still be rotten to the core on the inside. And I think Christianity has a, a way of demonizing things. They, they, they point at substances or they point at things and they go, this is terrible. This is wrong. You can't do this because this is what it is. And they alleviate the responsibility of the heart behind the rule of action. And if you read Matthew 5, 6, and 7, if you read Ephesians, if you're looking at all of these scripture references that people will utilize for rules of behavior, things like praying and giving and fasting and, and being reconciled and having anger and all these things and, and, and retribution and revenge and all this stuff, Jesus lists rules of behavior right off the top. And then he says, okay, but I'm telling you that your heart's got to be right. Mm-hmm. You, you're going to give the uh, you're going to give the offering. That's a great thing. That's a good rule of behavior if your heart's in it. Because if you notice, he goes immediately and says, "But if you realize that your brother has something against you, you need to leave your offering. You need to leave that rule of behavior, and you need to go and be reconciled with your brother before you offer the offering." What is he concerned about? He's not concerned about the external thing. He's concerned about the heart behind that thing. Mm-hmm. And I think we've missed it. I think we we key on these things as if that's the God. The rule of behavior is the thing that should be, but the, the love should be. The, what mm-hmm. she was saying, I, you got to respect. Am I speaking in a respectful way? Mm-hmm. Am I? And it comes back around to that topic. It's, am I being driven by love Am I being driven by the respect and the love for the individual? I don't. We're not coming to a Baptist church or a Crossroads is a weird, weird place. But um, well, I'm not going to go into even then at Crossroads. I don't think you hear cuss words coming from the pulpit. I'm looking at Todd. No, no, I, I, I've not heard you cuss on the pulpit. I don't think I've ever done that, and I don't think any other speaker has ever cussed. I think Kyle Brown from Texarkana. I think one time I must have missed that one. Yeah, you. I don't think you were here yet, but oh. it, I know he's listening, and he's gonna get, he's gonna chuckle because the way he did it was hilarious. It wasn't it wasn't bad at all. He was he was trying to make a point, and he he did. He made a great point. Um, but I think that's the only time ever that I've heard. And not I say crap, or I say you know things that. I'm, what, if I'm, you're, what if you're damned? I I don't. I, it's Should a good I question. That? Should I say that? Well, yeah. I mean, I I, really, this is the this is the podcast to say it. Okay, you ever got to say no, it? I'm say saying it. If you're on the pulpit, if you're well, I people mean, are, people are damned. They are. Yeah, right. You're using it in a. I know. I've context. said. Yes. I know. You're damned if you do. Damned if you don't. I've said that before. Mm-hmm. That's um, different content. Uh, I've said um, some of you live in lives worthy of hell. I've said that before too. Some of you are have pledged your heart and the intent of your heart to hell. I've said that hell's not necessarily the bible has hell the bible has ass talking about donkeys yes okay but the rule of behavior is you don't use that word i don't want little johnny to be repeating this at school to be getting in trouble okay yeah. but at the end of when they're 27 and they say ass people look at it differently they're like oh okay he said the a word all right you know 27 years old versus a four-year-old that comes home and says ass. i learned about ass today yeah what did you learn johnny i learned how to say ass you know I'm going to the teacher. You know, got brass knuckles on, about to pound. No, I'm playing. That's not it. But you know what I'm saying. But mm-hmm. can we? I, yeah. I'm, I mean, I I don't see. But in my in my mind, that's not one of those words that I'm like freaking out about. But man, I, for sure, if somebody said the f word, this I'm uncomfortable. I get uncomfortable about that stuff. I don't. Mm-hmm. It's just my upbringing. But yeah. Well, it's been pre- it's been kind of presented as a slang. 
Yeah. Yeah. And most of the time, people use it in a derogative, uh, negative content. Mm -hmm. So if you're sitting here and you're praising, praising God, like the gentleman who was baptized, (laughs) I mean, obviously there's no negative content there. It was all positive. Is the content, that, and that's another thing, content versus intent, heart. Well, isn't the content? Content and context. Content, context, yeah. Oh, I guess it will define the heart. Yes. Yeah. I would so think like, so. Yeah. If I'm you know, around people that are, I know that's how they talk, I can handle listening to them talk. You know, Your boundaries don't shift. I still, I still don't change right. my attitude. I, I, I don't want to say those words, so I don't say those words. But I don't, you know, as long as they're not derogatory towards me, they're not even going to hurt me. Uh, and I know a lot of times, new Christians, it takes them a while to get, mm-hmm. you know, like it's a cultural thing. It's, but they got to learn. If they if they want to learn that, if they that, that's between them and God, though. I'm about to say, yeah, is that is that something that we're teaching? Is it, if you say these things, you're going to hell? No, and and that's that's something I think we got to clarify on that as well. Like, mm-hmm. what what are we teaching our our newborn Christians that what is well, what is the difference happen. between right and righteousness? You know, am, am I going to because it offends my sentimentalities? try to become God in their life and control what they can and cannot say. And why not? How come I'm not willing to let Holy Spirit be Holy Spirit and deal with them on a personal basis? Why am I trying to manipulate and control somebody's external behaviors in order for us to look better? And I think sometimes that's the attitude. I think that motive reeks of Pharisaism. Yeah, you don't. And you're not going to get anywhere with that motive. No, I've seen people... All my life, man. I know you have too. I know, but it's going to turn people away more than if you try to if you try to manipulate them to your standards. It's got to be a you know. It's got to be you just be Jesus in front of them, and 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 you know, just you don't have to say what they're saying, but you can still be a friend to them and and be there for them and help them and and conversate with them. You just don't have to use the same words. It's true. That's absolutely true. Don't 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 push your boundaries out and things that you're convinced and fully giving to the Lord in your life to him, mm-hmm. your tongue, all those things. I don't think you have to compromise the convictions of your heart that were led by Holy Spirit. Yeah. But I, I do want to call into question the the rule of behavior that we have set on people. Is it is it what Galatians call yoke of slavery? Is it one of those things where we are now trying to mandate a particular set of beliefs because it makes people look better versus dealing with the heart. Yeah. And I think sometimes we do that a lot. Well, um, if if you're discipling somebody and they want your input, you can say, well, you can take that up with the Lord and and he can help you if you want to change. I you like know, that. Let yeah. the Holy Spirit guide them. But you can still be that disciple, you know. But the best way to be a disciple is you just live your life the way in front of them and let them see you for who you really are and present your, your body a living sacrifice only yeah. acceptable to the lord and your fruit will yeah. you know like you said if they're um they say they're a christian but their fruit is bad bad you know they're going to they're going to say things to hurt hurt them without even using any cuss words sometimes well i mean and that's i think that's 
I, and you guys interject. I mean, I've, I've been talking a lot. I want her point. I want. I love hearing her yeah. talk. Ooh. Yes. No pressure, Alexis. Yeah, we just. Yeah, you sound so. Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm impressed. Nervous. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I feel like I'm sorry. I feel like there's we're a used to here. this dynamic here. Yeah, it's like <laughs> we're just a bunch of guys talking, and she seems like, a little smarter than wow. You, you go to school. <laughs> <laughs> I should have finished. <laughs> I should have finished college. Oh my gosh! We've hit an all we've hit an all time low now. Yes. Okay. I'm so just, I'm sorry. Perspective wise, Charlie, you've got these. Uh, yeah, poor little Charlie. <laughs> um, obviously, now we're talking about convictions versus not convictions, and yes. we're talking about heart versus heart. The cuss word itself is not sinful. Um, it's the intent of the heart behind the cuss word. I think we've already come to that yes. conclusion. Is everybody on track with that? Yes. I agree. Okay. So, and you're and you're saying you agree with that? I do. I think. Um, we should be careful about saying is, as you said, should a Christian be trained out of cursing or should you have a question here? Should a Christian curse? Mm -hmm. And I think that's a good thing to explore. Mm -hmm. um, but first you have to look at what does the Bible say about cursing? Is there a clear definition of it? And in my opinion, we've conflated the terms cursing and cussing. <laughs> and I think if you go through and you read the verses that talk about corrupted language, you have terms like slander, um, careless words, mm -hmm. blessing and cursing, filthiness, foolish talk, and crude joking. Profane. And yep. Profane. And all of those terms are about speaking ill into someone's life or mm -hmm. causing them harm or speaking unkindly. And that concept of cursing was very different than what we have now, which is expletives. And I think the cursing part of it is for me to say, I wish your family harm. harm. I wish you ill. And they mm -hmm. had phrases like that. Or or even worse than that, which is, I don't care about you and your family uh -huh. in Careless the process. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Apathetic. Yes, yeah. exactly. Um, and I think it's important to remember that that was the origin of where this came from, is do not speak death into someone's life. Yes. Um, and we've assigned sort of that meaning to these arbitrary terms, which I think is incorrect. Yeah. It, because then it's all subjective to what I think mm -hmm. instead mm -hmm. of what God thinks. And if, if I'm not coming from his perspective on this, like she's saying, we've, 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 we've kind of jumbled up cursing and cussing. Yeah. And yeah. that's a really good point. Yes. Very good point. Well, okay. Well, if we're going to get into it. Let's get into it then. All right. Did Jesus cuss? Did Jesus curse something? No. I do not believe that oh, yeah, he used he did. the he cursed the, Thank uh, you, Steve. I was about yeah. to slap you, man. We yeah, same he Bible he, college. He cursed, he cursed <laughs> the, the tree. That's right. He did. Well, did he did he speak ill of anybody? Can I speak ill of someone and still be speaking in love? No. Uh, yes, he did. He talked to, he said, you washed. Whitewashed tombs. Whitewashed you tombs, brood of serpents. Brood of vipers. Who strain a gnat and swallow a camel. He wasn't very nice to the Pharisees. No. Right. So... Loving language isn't necessarily lacy language. Yeah, I think you can, you know, he was offending people for their own good, and it was still in love. I had talked to a pastor on Wednesday because I've been stoked about this podcast all stinking week long. I like things that challenge perspective, and the reason why is I think we've gotten complacent in our views, and we don't know how to explain things. Jesus was always with the Pharisees. He was always taking it to the next place with them because he realized that they were good at the showmanship. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of, I'm, I'm not going to, not going to cross that bridge, but a lot of our 
churches today are really, really good at performing. No. <laughs> Say it isn't so. Yeah. And I think Jesus would do the same thing. I think he would dig. I think he, like with, with Rich Young Ruler, when he went, walked mm-hmm. to him and said, I've done everything. I, I sing Elevation every week. We, <laughs> we do it masterfully. The light show that we put on is fantastic. And my skinny I, jeans look good. My, listen, I'm just going to tell you, my pastor and 15 minute sermon can get you to repent like nobody's business. Wow. And the people, when they walk in, they've got the best clothes on. They're giving all the time. We're following all the rules. All the things that you put on us, we've got it down. Everything is down. What else do you want me to do? I want to follow you. What do you, what do you want to do? What, and I think he would dig. I think he did, did the same thing with Rich Young. Really did the same thing with Pharisees. I think yeah. he said, all right, well, great. You're doing all these things. Now I want you to sell everything you got. I want you to sell the fog machine. I want you to sell the skinny jeans. <laughs> I want you to stop singing Elevation. And I want you to just follow me. Yeah. And good. I wonder if our sentiments sometimes don't rule us to a place like the Pharisees did, where, all right, you you performed a miracle on the Sabbath day. You, you went against the rule of behavior. Oh, my goodness, I can't. And we're triggered because that that's our boundary. Mm-hmm. That's how they were brought up. And that's what I'm trying to talk about today. I'm not saying that we should be out there going, mother. No, that's not what I'm saying. No. I'm, I'm saying that we've got to we've got to check our hearts, check ourselves before we wreck ourselves. And answering that question, should Christians cuss? I, I, I've I've heard godly women, godly women, when they get to a place to where they can't handle it anymore with their mm-hmm. kids, I've heard them go, if you don't get yourself in here i'm gonna beat your and everybody knows where it's going <laughs> I, i'm not i don't know if if the the lord probably hasn't been up there going if you don't get over here where i tell you to come i'm gonna beat you <laughs> i'm just saying and it's not a bad it's not unloving she's not being unloving she's saying this is where i'm at and i want you to know that if you don't stop getting in that road without looking both ways i'm gonna pull you over here and i'm gonna correct you lovingly in a slang way okay so i'm just saying that the rule of behavior doesn't always apply and i think sometimes our sentiments get in the way of the heart behind of what's happening it's exactly what happened with the pharisees it's exactly what happened with the rich and ruler it's exactly what happened with a lot of people that were involved in that that era and i think it's been a debate ever since should a christian cuss and what, what do you think todd should christian be swearing should should they be expletiving all over the place that's a bushism by the way expletiving <laughs> Exploding. Wow. Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard that one. I, it, it's not a word. Don't look it up. I was gonna say, did you just make it? I'm trying to hang with Alexis here, man. She's got the big. Words, I'm, I'm not even gonna try. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah con, yes. con con fl- con flab. Is that what you said? Con conflated. 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 I'm I'm writing that down in my book. It's an English curse word it, in the, the literary community. Conflated Why? is an English curse word. It's a four letter <laughs> word in the English community, even though it has more than four letters. It has a lot more than four. Yeah. <laughs> See, I just think that we've just crossed a line here. There are people that are signing off right now because we use that word. Thanks a lot, Alexis. No, I'm playing. Go ahead. <laughs> so what do you think, Todd? Well, as far as cuss words, as far as like the top 10, I look at the top 10 and say to myself, there's probably only one there that I would not say. And the only reason I wouldn't say it is because, God damn, you're damning God. Mm-hmm. I don't believe mm-hmm. that's, a, that's not yeah. an appropriate. doesn't matter how you twist it. No. It, the bottom line is you're damning God. Or you're, you're saying that he's damning something. 
Mm. Okay. I'll give you that one. But either way, it's totally derogative. It's, it's uh-huh. utilizing his name in with name. something that we would classify as an expletive. Right. Uh-huh. And that makes you uncomfortable. Well, it's not so much that it's uncomfortable. I just think it's disrespectful to yeah. somebody I, I look up to. Yeah. And that's that's kind of the other thing. All these words, would you use them to somebody who you respect? No. Okay. And then mm. you got to classify what is respect. Is it a comfortable feeling that you just have with two people? Is it you and me just talking? And I'm like, shit, man, you are the greatest guy I've ever seen in my life. Damn, man. You know, if you would just... Yeah, I know, right? Jeez. Well, mother... Warning, warning. Truck love. Yeah. You know, I mean... Most of those words have a second meaning. And I think in the in the dictionary, and correct me if I'm wrong, Alexis, I think she probably knows more than I do on this one. But you start looking at shit. Well, shit is shit. It's what comes out the back end. Yeah. <laughs> Store yeah, I in transit. Let, right? And if it's a bitch, oh, well. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and if it's a bitch, well, it's a bitch because it's a female dog. Yep. Right? Or it's a bad situation. It could be a bitch, yeah, in a bad situation. So... But the meaning is things like gosh. Oh, gosh. That's so sensitive. But see, now we're going into arbitrary definitions and uh, patterns. Well, right. But you, you have something I could tell you're. you're I, I just you think we have, to be, we have to be careful with this question in general because just saying should a Christian cuss or not is, again, assigning it a moral value, which yeah. it does not have. And we have to the say. The word itself does not. Uh-huh. But it has definitions. It does have definitions. But I think when you look at how should you speak as a Christian, you have to think, okay, well, we should not speak death into someone's life. We should Correct. speak blessings into someone's life. And that comes from where? Your right. Heart. The heart. Yeah, the heart, the intent. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So ahead, when I tell you you're, you're the shit, yeah. I just I would blessed take you. The, I, would, I would take that as a blessing. But yeah. again, it comes down to uh, what is your social discourse? Because growing, I'm not growing up. I love my parents. They're great. Um <laughs> We're missionaries. That's her disclaimer, by the way, yeah. folks. That, that, yeah. <laughs> Mom and dad, if you're listening, she loves you. Dearly. I do. Uh, in my day and age, I would not blink twice at that. Because if I am speaking with a friend whom I respect, and, and hopefully they respect me as well, that would not be an uncommon thing for them to say, and I would not take it personally. Because it has just been ingrained in our discourse that that is what they mean by that is kindness. Right. If I called you a piece of shit. It's different word. Well, now ingest, it is. But I, I just added fine. another. What? But see, that's what she's saying, and I and I agree with her. You, you, the the assignment can't be on the word itself because the word itself doesn't hold the morality. It's it's, it's the in intent. the intent of the usage. Right. It's the heart behind it. Mm-hmm. You're not speaking life. I've seen people that have told jokes, and although they are they are foolishness, the person that heard it and was laughing and was on the verge of suicide was was lifted up by it and isn't in that place any longer. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not I'm not saying that. <sighs> I'm not advocating you to go against your convictions. That's mm-hmm. not what no. I'm saying. If the Lord has led you to not do these things, I, I, you no. know, if, if you're hell-bent Ma- on... Mama said, Ma- mama said, my mama said, yeah, mama if, said if that. That's what my you're, mama said that. My mama said that. My mama said that. My mama said that. Mama said that. Yeah, if, if you're there, if, if, if you can't get beyond that, and I know some people have a hard time with that, then I would say that those... When you're in a mission field, mm-hmm. you're going to hear things that you didn't hear before and mama said that it wasn't good to hear those things and i'm sure that and i know because on sunday your dad was up there saying you've got to pray for our hearts because we're seeing things we're hearing things that mm-hmm. are just 
you know, they're hard for us to, and we don't want to get desensitized to these things. We want to, our hearts want to be engaged like it is right now. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that, don't you think that sentimentality sometimes is the enemy of um, compassion? I think it can be. And like if, I said, sometimes, yeah. Yeah, if you're not open. I think it's okay to have personal boundaries. Sure. Things that you will not cross for whatever mm-hmm. reasons you have as long as you don't equate that to godliness. If I were to go into another culture... Say that again for the people in the balcony, please. As long as you don't equate that with what? With godliness. So rightness doesn't exactly equal righteousness is yeah, what you're saying. absolutely. I mean, if I were to go into another culture that's not my own and condemn them for the way that they speak... That is the opposite of what Jesus would do. There is nothing about that that I can say is compassionate or loving or following in the way that Jesus taught me to live. Well, and I know that some people will get caught up on the, well, you know, words have power, um, and they do. They do have yeah. they ha- what you assign them, how you assign those yes. things. Power of the spoken word is that you have chosen to speak those there's words. There's life or death. Mm-hmm. Yep, there's life or death in the power of the tongue. No man can tame the tongue, that's James. Yep. Um, but again, we've got to look at the context of what they're talking about and why is he talking about the word itself or is he talking about the person that's wielding the word? Mm-hmm. And that's what you're saying. You're, you're saying that the sentiment, you know, the rightness doesn't necessarily mean that it's godly. It, it doesn't necessarily, just because your sentimentality isn't offended doesn't mean that it's godly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Keep on going. Cause that was good stuff. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but that was really good. And I didn't want to go on until way to emphasize. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. I expletive that. that yeah. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> that's basically my answer i think that um it's okay to encourage people to speak life and if they are caught in a habit or a pattern of destruction in the way that they speak it's okay to encourage them to get out of that Um, but again you have to determine is this a cultural habit is it just a social thing that is accepted that they don't think Mm -hmm. twice about or is it something that is causing them or others around them pain and destruction? So I've got I've got several scriptures that are rolling around in my head. One of them is let this attitude be you, be in you let, that was in Christ Jesus, where you consider others and esteem others higher than yourself. And so I think there's a lot of people that slam their fists down and say, you know, we need to be wary of other people and when we use these words we're being selfish and we're not really considering but i think that goes both ways i think that also means when you're in a bar and you hear somebody that you're not walking up to the table i've seen people do this walking up the table going you need to watch your mouth you know that kind of thing so i i I think that goes both ways romans 14 i know goes both ways where it starts talking about conviction and it starts talking about the fact where you think that you can eat all things where you might think that the weaker one eats vegetables only which we all know the vegetarians are all weak i'm just i'm kidding it's a joke but i'm just saying wow yeah hey 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 it's okay no, it's okay yeah it's so fine. like if you if they have young people there it's okay to kind of in a kind way ask them to maybe bring the colorful words down a little bit <laughs> i think that's up to yeah, you take some crayons out of your box yeah i, I don't i <laughs> I think there are obviously some special times where somebody is obviously not contemplating the people that are around them that are mm-hmm. using. But if, if they're in a bar and yeah. you have a five-year-old in a bar, I probably need to be talking to you. I don't need to be talking to the guy that's in the bar. I wasn't talking about the bar. I'm just saying uh, yeah. in, in general. I've probably. seen some people that are uber religious that walk in. They think that their arms have to be covered because they think that people are going to be looking at them because they're going to be lusting after their arms. And somebody uses, you know, 
uh, hell. And they get up to the table and they're like, you need to watch your mouth. They're not with kids. They're with themselves. But their sentiments are offended. And obviously, they are they're creating a rule of behavior for that person at that table because their sentiments are. I think there's a difference between that and somebody that has a five-year-old in a restaurant and somebody's back there going blah, 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 and using these words that are mm-hmm. terrible. Okay, well, I'm acting on behalf of that kid that shows the intent of the heart. Yeah. But I think That's that intent of the person that is legalistic and pharisaic pharisaical that's going over to the table and pointing their finger and condemning i think that rubs all against the whole romans 14 problem people usually read romans 14 and they're looking at it from the perspective of their own personal perspective but that flies in the face of philippians 2 shouldn't you be esteeming the other higher than yourself so why are you lording your opinions over everybody else's it it doesn't make doesn't make any sense now god did not come out and make a list of certain particular words that you are or are not supposed to use. But he did come out and say things about your heart. And he did say things about your intent. And he mm-hmm. said about the words that speak life, words that speak death, the power of spoken word and the power of the tongue. Yeah, but was very much power in there. But tongue. he didn't identify an amoral thing as having the power. He said, you got the power. You have, you're responsible for making those yep. things. So, um, and that leads us to the last question. Um, are alternatives just as bad if we mean them bad? Uh, I, and I want to do this really quickly. Um, I'm going to give you some alternatives for you to use. So maybe you're struggling in your in your sentiments for um, <laughs> cuss words, and maybe you don't want to use these words that we use today. So I'm going to give you some um, alternatives that you can use. Now, now you can invite Charlie into the room. This is this is just for you. So um, schnookerdookies. <laughs> Fudge nuggets, cheese and rice, sugar, God bless America, poo, snickerdoodle, banana shenanigans, six and two is eight. Holy corn? What? Corn, yeah. God bless it, Barbara Streisand, fiddlesticks, Jiminy Cricket, son of a gun, Egad, Great Scott, Caesar's ghost, Merlin's beard, Merlin's pants, shucks, darn, dag, nabbit, dang, dang rabbit, dad gummit, jumping, Jiminy. G. Willikers, G. Wiz, Cheese Wiz, Good Night, Sam Hill, Son of a Monkey, Son of a Bucket, William Shatner, <laughs> Son of a Motherless Goat, Judas Priest, Gosh darn it, Shut the Front Door, Holy Cow, Horse Pucky, G. Suffering Succotash, Son of a Mother Trucker, That's a little too close. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, whatever. Fudgeberries, G's Twirlikers. That's really weird. G's Twirlikers. That's what it is, not Twirlikers. I like twirlers better. Uh, Mother Smucker, that's close. Uh, corn nuts, that that's my one of my favorites. Poo, <laughs> poo on a stick, ah duck water, jerk water, dill weed, doof, oh snap, omg, fraggle rock, fooey, bogus, bull spit, crap, crikey, scuttlebutt, shuzz butt, son of a biscuit, leaping lizards, oh my gosh, oh my goodness, peanut butter and jelly, drat, oh man, oh dear, criminy, criminy. Mother of Pearl, Tartar Sauce, Fish Paste, Fart Knocker, Hob- Fart Knocker. <laughs> I like that one too. Hobknocker, Pokemon, Golly G, What the Frog, Kitty Whiskers, Barnacles, Eat Soap, Eat Slugs, Go Lick a Duck. <laughs> For Pete's sake, I don't give a Donald Duck. Cheeses, Pluck It, Yuck Foo. <laughs> what? <laughs> And this is a book that is available on our podcast. Feel free to. I'll, do I'll on. post this link. I'll post this link. All <laughs> noodles. No, it's ninety nine plus shipping and handling. No, it's, I, I don't. I can't charge it. It's not mine. Oh, Jeez, Louise, fish sticks, frack, jumping Jehoshaphat. What the cuss? Narf Mark Marklar. What? Don't look at me. I don't know. Yeah. Marklar. Alexa. Never heard those. Son of a nutcracker. <laughs> 
Raspberries, Chicago. That's a that's a Jim Carrey one. Chicago. Yeah. Oh, right. yes. oh yeah. And then McCrab. I don't even know what that one is. McCrab? Some of these I think are just they 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 had a moment where they hit their hand with the hammer. And it just got mark fart, mark fart, mark fart. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, I just don't know if they. Anyways, is it just as bad? Are alternatives just as bad if your heart's behind it in a bad way? I don't know. If I say I you're have... a son of a biscuit, I've heard people look at me honestly, and in, instead of the B word, the, the bastard, they say you pastor. <laughs> and you say yes, I am. Thank you for asking. <laughs> yeah, but their heart. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, Alexis over here cracking up over that one. That was funny. hey, you forgot one. My mom's favorite. Shoot a monkey. Shoot a monkey. Shoot a monkey. Most of those. There's are, a are, lot of dead monkeys. We're around. laughing at it because it sounds a lot like it, and it's just on the verge. It's like watching Saturday Night Live with one of those really inappropriate skits, and you're like, oh, I don't know if I should laugh or I should just get more <laughs> nervous because it's really. Yeah, like go lick a duck. I'm like that. That's that's probably this or yuck foo. <laughs> it's like what in the world? You, I, I feel that way about the restaurant um, Fuddruckers. Oh yeah, you got to be really careful. I have my own word for that. No, I have my own word whenever I get frustrated. Oh, you want to share it or are you? Yeah. Afraid? Is your mom going to be you okay? See, if you see me go figger 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 figger, I'm I'm upset. But see, I'm telling you, man, the the heart. If the heart defines the word, then can any word be a, an expletive? Can Absolutely. It? Yeah. So I'm I'm saying if if I say praise the Lord and I'm really you know really wanting to hurt somebody with those words, I don't know how that was happened, but I'm just saying I could I could still be bless your heart. Uh, yeah, you could say one. anything you want about anybody as long. You say bless your heart. That's right. That's the Texas rule, by the way. <laughs> you bring that in the Dominican Republic. Say. You're so pretty, bless your heart. No, I'm supposed to bring <laughs> kindness. We talked about this. Yeah, don't breathe darkness That's in the right. world. Don't bring darkness. That's right. It, the heart defines it. All right, mm -hmm. so one last subject, and we're done. And we're going we're gonna to tackle this one head on. So if it's the heart, what does taking the Lord's name in vain mean? Are we taking turns at this or what? Go ahead, Todd. You, you spoke you first. Go You've got to answer it. Todd. Well, I think anything derogatory that speaks about the Lord is how I would see that. Is that your truth? That is my truth. Um, okay. Why? Um, I have a different definition. I can't wait to hear everybody else's. What do you think? I think that it to take it in vain is to take it flippantly, to yeah. not consider your words, to speak carelessly about the Lord, or to speak without conviction. Um to use it as a filler and not something that is holy. Is it not having conviction or is it being convicted that you feel this way? Mm. Not having conviction. Yeah. Okay. It's because I, I think if I didn't have the conviction and I made saying comments, is vain is to saying it carelessly. Like she said, I think it has anything to do with saying Okay. You could think it. I don't think I had anything to do with thinking it. Well, what else is it? It didn't say take. It didn't say say. It said take. I know. We've always said say. Yeah, I know. I know that's what that's what our doctrine teaches. You mm -hmm. know, don't say this word, but the word isn't bad. And the attitude behind it could be. I agree with that. And I can I can agree with take that. Take the Lord in vain. But again, we're, look look at what it says. It, Exodus 20 is where we're getting this. And it says... Um, Showing steadfast love to thousands who love me and keep my commandments, says verse 6. And verse 7, it says, You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. 
for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Now, let me ask you a question. So when we take the name Christian, are we taking his their part of his name? That's a good word. That's a good question. What does it mean to take someone's name? Mm. Mm. Announce it. If I take your name, if I'm taking on your name. Your representation. And if I'm representing that I belong to God in vain. Give me an example. I'm a Christian. But you're and I'm gonna kill your kid. What? I just represented the name of Christ in a vain way. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I think it, I think it goes way deeper than than words. People, I listen. I grew up in it. I'm just saying. I grew up in this whole men, mentality of the, the the mere word. If you if you say God anything, if I go, oh, God. And I could literally be praying. And you're going to tap on the head because you just said God's name without you know them thinking that you're in prayer. It's very arbitrary, like we said before, and very subjective to somebody's sentimentalities. And I just offended somebody's sentimentalities. Therefore, I'm getting slapped. You see what I mean? I think it's deeper than that. And I think the reason why we don't teach it is because the deeper meaning is harder for people to get. If I sit there and I say I'm a Christian and I'm taking the Lord's name inside that 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 church. And then I go to Chili's and that waitress comes by and everybody knows that I'm with a church group and I've got the name Christian tattooed over my face. I've got it on my, I'm wearing my cross, my chain. I'm wearing my t-shirt. I got my WWJD bracelet on. I got my Bible in my hand. I got my church group with me. And I sit there and eviscerate somebody because they didn't bring my tea out on time. That's what I think taking the name of the Lord in vain is. So misrepresented. Taking his name wrongly. I say I'm a Christian and I go out there and have adulterous affairs on my wife. I say I'm a Christian and I'm sacrificing babies to Baal. I say I'm a Christian and I'm engaging in all sorts of illicit pornographic stuff. I'm engaging in lust. I'm, I'm, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying that your, your actions and his name don't mesh. Huh. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying he, so if you're a Christian and you sin, you've taken the Lord's name in vain. I'm saying that if you're a Christian and your behavior sin. does not, I'm not talking about mistake sin because I don't think if I, if any of us say I didn't that say we're mistake sins, I said sin. Well, if you're in act, an active rebellion against the Lord, then yes, yes, I would say that that was taking the. If you're claiming you're a Christian and you're in active rebellion against God, He's either Lord of all or He's not Lord at all. So but yeah, that t- that's taking His name in vain. As, yeah. as far as you're concerned, yeah, okay. that's what mm-hmm. I think it means. I mean, taking on a name. That's different than just saying a name. I can go, Todd, you know, Todd. In fact, you were late just a little bit ago. He did say, I actually, Todd, I, wasn't, I, wasn't, I wasn't late. I went went out there and I went, where's Todd? Yeah. You yeah. weren't Alexis, early go, enough. Go, yeah, go ahead and tell no, me. No, because if I had been here at 930, you'd ask me if I had coffee ready. No, I would not have asked that. Oh, you did last week. I did because weeks, I was sick. No, was you didn't sick. last week. You weren't here last week. Two weeks ago. Sorry. Yeah, yeah somebody wasn't here to... A week I was ago. on vacation. Besides, you replaced me with a pretty lady. We're trying to do this. Did it again. Yeah, you got another saying. one over here. We're gonna keep it going. All right. So yeah. here's. Do you understand what I'm saying? Me. Do you see what I'm saying though? <laughs> if I identify with just a surface rule legalism, and I say that it's just anytime I say God and I'm not thinking about God, then that's taking. And I can see the attitude being flippant about and not reverent to Him, yeah. and your heart not being reverent. I can get on with that. I think that's a great outlook. Yeah. I think it could mean that as well. But He didn't say those of you that say the name. Of the Lord your God in vain, and I don't think that take. word "take" is a saying. I think it's accepting 
into the Israelite rules, the, the demonstration of who he is, honoring his commandments, and then acting as if he's not your God. And I think the Israelites had a a history of that. Yes, you notice that did. the precursors to those things are do not have any of the gods before me. Um, honor your father and your mother, those kind of things. And and then don't take the name of the Lord. Honor the Sabbath day to keep it holy. It's it's honoring this 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 whole format and keeping him as priority. And the next thing that he says is, all right, listen, I want you to understand, not only are you supposed to engage and understand the teachings that your mom and dad are trying to talk to you about and it raise you up in this thing, honoring your father and your mother and honoring who they are, respecting who they are, all of this stuff leading to the hierarchy of the relationship of authority in your life. And then he says, and don't take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Well, don't take on his name. Don't say that you're following these things. They, they've had refugees come in from other places, like Moabites. They've had people that are coming in. And there's obviously a need for law in this particular portion of Scripture. That's why Moses is up there. And mm -hmm. so he brings it down. He, they're not talking about them saying God, you know. Mm -hmm. They're not they're they're not defining it obviously the way that Americanized culture has done that. Mm -hmm. um, otherwise, if you wore a cross and didn't, you know, I just I don't I don't think I think it's more than I think it's more than legalism. I think it's I think it's a hard issue. I always bring it down to that. I don't think God's arbitrary. And where we would look at surface things, I think He's deeper and looks on the heart. And I think that's what that means. That's that's just what that's my truth. Mm. Well, no, I agree with you 100%. I mean, it is all about the heart. It is. I'm, I, was I, mean, just, I was just playing with you. Yeah. That was a cute smile, though. Thank you. Well, thank you. Weird. Cute. <laughs> no, I no. think you're cute, too, Todd. Thanks. You're welcome. I Should think we you need leave? to be No, no, yes. it's okay. We no, need it's to all give right. them some time. It's okay. No, 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 no. Steve? Okay. So, anyways. <laughs> I heard that last week. That's funny. <laughs> All right, so uh, this week, you know, every week we've got a great, um, a great band that comes in and, and uh, allows us to use their stuff. If you're a band out there and you want to get some, you know, all 20 people that listen to this podcast, if you 30. want them, 30, 30 now, 30 now that listen to this podcast every week, if you want them to be listening to your stuff and buying your stuff online, then please send us your stuff, give us permission to, and we'll kind of choose the ones that we like out of there and play them if we like them. If, if it stinks, then I'll just be honest with you. You, you probably won't get radio play, uh, but I will tell you, uh, we got a great guy. His name is Jordan Rhodes. He's a great guy. Um, he fronts a band called Jericho March. They're an amazing group of people, and we're really thankful to that they have allowed us to play some of their stuff on this podcast. And so, shout out to them, Jordan Rhodes, Jericho March, uh, on a song that I think is pretty fitting for today's podcast. This one's off of their latest album called Proto Evangelium. Try to say that three times real fast. Proto no, no, thank you. No, thank you. I think it would lead to one of these expletives that, yeah. You know. Right. Um, <laughs> I'm sure I'd come up with one. <laughs> this yeah. one is off the, that latest album released earlier this year. This song is called Test the Spirits by Jericho March. It's a little harder. It's fun. I hope you guys enjoy it.
that was Jericho March Jordan himself singing on that I like one. That band. Yeah, I do too, man. They're, they're, they're nice. They're and they're a great group of people. That's what I really like about them. That's awesome. Uh, listen, everything that we're saying here, you do exactly what that song talks about. I want you to go. I want you to go read your Bible. I want you to go pray to the Lord. I want you to test the spirits because not everything that we we don't have it all figured out. We we don't. No. And so I don't want you to think that this is the end all for truth. Obviously, Holy Spirit is going to lead you in that, and we're going to trust Him to do so. This is just where we're coming from in our life, um, our experiences, those kinds of things. And even while we were on the break, um, we were we were talking about the meanings of take in Exodus 27 and vanity and uh, kind of ruminating on, okay, what does that really mean? How does that look? And all of us are kind of, we're going to have to have Holy Spirit lead us in. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Yes. How, do, how does that play out in our lives, our personal lives? I want you to take these thoughts that we're talking about today, not not necessarily words, please. Uh, yeah, I heard Pastor Tim said that I could say this word and it's all fine. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that <laughs> I want you to go to the Lord and I want you to clarify to him, okay, is it, is this is it is what I'm doing? What I'm talking is it glorifying to you? Is it honoring you? Is it if in the conversation there's a cuss word that flies or something like that? Am, am I am I pondering you before I make these statements? Am I and I that's what I want the message to come across. The the word itself is not the sin. What well, the sin is when you decide that your anger and your resentment and these words are going to cause death to somebody else's life. And and I think that's what Alexis has stated so incredibly wonderful yes. um, in this podcast is that we have been able to hear um, pretty educated response. I'm not used to it, to be honest with you. I usually hang out with you guys. I think so she is. I'm just, I know. She's like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm glad that you're here. Really glad that you're here. Let me, let me say this. Um, and, and I'm going to go ahead and, and go right to the, to the, to the missions thing that we want to talk about. Let's um, do it. Thanking you for being here. Obviously, uh, I don't think they were ready for you. I don't think they realized what what a smarty we were going to get on the. On she the, did her homework. She she did. I did my homework. She read it, and she obviously thought that you guys were going to do the same notes. thing. She brought notes. I brought notes. And look at the handwriting. Wow. Look at the handwriting. I'm over here staring at it. And she's been kind of like corn. hiding back. I know, right? Holy you corn. just use a cuss word. I just no. I no, use an expletive. He's a wordy dirt. We need. Yeah, holy, we did not. Holy. Corn is not. It was holy, so yes. it is is bathed it's, in holiness. It's blessed holy blessed corn, corn. blessed corn. corn. It is not genetically modified. Okay, so <laughs> yeah. holy corn. Um, I, you have some great notes. I have notes too, but you guys get my notes. Yes, I like some notes. of you read them. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yes. Some of you do. I read some, some of them. <laughs> I read them. <laughs> Sorry, Steve. All right. So, anyways, Alexis, uh, thanks for coming on. Thanks and, for having me. And yes. short notice, by the way, I, I just yeah. told you Wednesday, right? Yeah. We'll, wow. We want you back if you'll come back. And, yes, and, definitely. And have chats with us. You don't have to answer now. I don't want to put you on the spot, but you need to let me know right now if you're going to come back. You can if you yeah. want. I'd love to come. Back. All, right. All right, she's coming back. Yeah. Excited. She's hooked now. Yeah. Now people are going to listen. So, now you're with a ministry called Raise Ministries, um, and not everybody at home are going to know this. They they don't know what Raise Ministry. I do. Um, I, I, That's because you have notes. I hope so, Tim. No, I'm on the board. He's so, on the board. He yeah, needs I'm, I'm to know. It's board. not Raise. It's Raise. No, it's Raise. No. Yes. You're both correct. Raise. Raise means root in Spanish, but we are from Texas, so we say Raise. We say Raise. Raise. Yeah. Are you a part of that Raise Ministry? <laughs> exactly. Raiz. Now, I don't think it has the Raiz. R. Raiz. Yeah. Oh, Raiz. All right. So 
why don't you help me out here? So people at home, and I do know, but I, it's going to sound so much better coming from you, trust me. And they're tired of me talking anyways. So let us know a little bit about Raise, how people at home might be able to support you guys. Okay, well, Raise Ministries is founded by Tim and Holly Garland, who are, in fact, my parents. Ooh, uh, great. We've been doing mission work since 2007, and we've worked in countries such as Zambia, Africa, Guatemala, and Peru. Wow. Um, doing mostly medical missions. But in 2019, my parents both felt called to the Dominican Republic. Um, it was very much put on their hearts. It was not something that we intended to do. So we followed in obedience. We went in 2019 to the Dominican Republic and God revealed to us there that there is a severe issue of child slavery. Mm. These children are called restvex, which in Haitian Creole, that means bound or to stay with. Mm -hmm. And we have 2,500 children that are trafficked from Haiti into the Dominican Republic every year. And those are only the ones that they can track. And the problem wow. is only getting worse because the rights of Haitians in the Dominican Republic are just diminishing day by day. And so in the eyes of the government, these children do not exist. They don't have names. They don't have birth certificates. They are purely property. And when I say property, I mean less than the animal's property. Wow. Mm. And we found out about this issue. It hit us in the face. I mean, you would think after years of mission experience, we wouldn't be naive, but this is hard to swallow, no matter mm. who you are, no matter what you've seen. And when we encountered it, it just broke all of us. Mm. And my parents decided then and there through prayer and thought, but we want to do something to help. We need to be a relief to these children that have no hope and no relief. And so our goal is to open up a safe house in the Dominican Republic. We are going to register with the government so that we are above board on everything. We ourselves do not want to be labeled as child traffickers. We're being very careful. Um, and we're going to work with a government organization that is going to take these kids out of these awful situations and bring them to us. And it is necessary mm. because these children have nowhere to go. They cannot adjust to the orphanage system because they have been horribly traumatized. Mm. And so what we want to do is not provide an institution, but we want to provide a home, mm. a place where they can be loved and get counseling and education and be fed. And these children... The first thing that they ask for is there have been some interviews with the rest of our children is they say they're hungry. They mm -hmm. just want to eat because they don't get to eat. And they say that they want to be touched because the only hand that is ever laid on them is in anger mm -hmm. and to cause them pain. And so we want to change that. And then third, they want to be educated because they see that as something that is unreachable to them, mm -hmm. but a way out. And so we want to provide all of these things and more for these kids. And so that is our ultimate goal. Right now we are working on going through the proper channels. We are providing medical relief and care in the Dominican Republic in the meantime, so that we can make connections with these communities. We want them to trust us. We want to let them know that we are not there to harm, we are there to help. Mm -hmm. And we do all of this with the utmost cultural sensitivity that we can. Uh, we're not there to bring America to them. We are there to bring Jesus to them, which is a different thing. I like that. And mm -hmm. um, 
we would love for you to come on board just with prayer. Whoever's listening out there, if you want to add us to our prayer list, that is the best thing that you can do for us. Um, head over to Raise Ministry, that's R-A-I-Z, ministry.org, and there's a lot more information on who we are and what we do, and there are many ways to get involved. There's a Get Involved page, and there's a Give page if you're interested or feel led to do that, and uh, we'd love for you to contact us, send us an email, let us know that you're on our website, and thank you guys for having us here. And you did say there's a way to give on that website. There's right? a yes. way to give. There's actually three ways to give on the website. There's a GoFundMe, a PayPal, and you, there's an address you can send a check to. Okay. So if you go to Raise Ministries or Raise Ministry. Ministry singular. Okay. It's all one word. R-A-I-Z ministry.org. You go to that page, you'll find all the information that you need to be able to support not only in prayer, but we would really like Yes. for you guys to to support them in financially as well. Um, and they are a 501c3 corporation here in the States. So it is um, deductible for the time being uh, as the country allows it. Um, I'm not going to go into that. but uh, And you guys will have a great time um, knowing and, 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 and being a part of an incredible and wonderful mission to um, bring value and love and appreciate in relationship these these rest of act children. Uh, and it doesn't stop there. It's the people that are in surrounding communities, right? I mean, you've been doing medical Absolutely. stuff out there, helping people um, out there. So yeah, it doesn't just stop with the kids, although that is a main focus of theirs. Um, they are building relationships right now uh, with adults, um, people that you know might have lost their leg that are, I mean, we've got great stories that are coming out of this thing. Um, and Crossroads is, is all in. We love these guys. We love being a part of them. And uh, we want you guys to get on board, too. So go there and, and check that out. Thanks, Alexis, for letting us know that. Um, yeah, thank you so much. And, and you guys want to add anything, or are you guys just blown away by how awesome she is? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah pretty, pretty much. Pretty much. Yep. Yeah. Yep. We're, yeah. I'm glad you're going to come back, because we need the class. All right. So... Um, <laughs> Let me say again one more time how thankful we are for the opportunity to be able to enter your lives by way of this podcast. And I really appreciate you listening in, all the responses, even the bad ones that we get during the week. I, I love it. I love to hear from you. Even the Hail Satans that I get on the comments. Oh Bring it on. It's totally okay. So uh, I also want to thank Crossroads Community Church and Lindale for sponsoring this podcast, allowing us to um, you know use this awesome room with all the bells and whistles, uh, the podcast studio in Lindale. Um, I want to thank them for letting us do that. Uh, keep uh, keep posted on that page because you're going to be finding out some really great stuff that's coming up. Um, C3 Serenity Farms is about to uh, break ground and do Yay. bed preparation, which is pretty cool. That's um, awesome. we got a lot of stuff that's coming up. We've got a, a live nativity scene that's coming up in December. Uh, Mobile Santa is going to be uh, not full force, but it's going to be some kind of force that's out there. We have a totally decided what it is yet, but we're you need a we're, photographer. I know somebody. I, I think, think we do. I think we, yeah, do. we do. So, uh, that's all good. Keep, keep posted on their Facebook page at C3 Lindale. Um, and if you're going through things, maybe just have things you need to talk about, maybe talk through, maybe you have a disagreement or any of that kind of stuff. Um, give us a message on Facebook at the PT podcast page. Um, we want the opportunity to listen and to pray and to build relationship with you. Well, that's why we're doing this. Maybe you're finding yourself struggling and you just need someone to talk to you. I want to hear from you. Don't be shy. Todd's the only one in this group that bites and he doesn't get on Facebook that often. So it's totally okay. Um, nope. You're not going to get a lot of judgment because we understand that everybody's in different places. But I, I will say this. Um, we care. Um, we want to pray with you. We got people on staff that are our counselors that if you have a, a, an issue that you need to talk with them about, we'll get you in touch with them. But I, 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 even more important than talking to us, 
I know that Jesus would love to hear from you. Amen. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's taken a moment. Maybe you haven't felt like you're worthy. Maybe you thought you cussed too much. You know, maybe this is mm. this is hitting you right where you're at. I want you to know that he's not scared of those words. He's not scared of that stuff. He loves you right where you're at, yes. just as you are. And he wants to talk to you. So just just start talking to him. There's not really a formula. Um, I just want you to begin saying his name almost like a letter and then just start talking to him right where you're at. The cool thing about God is he already knows your heart. So just let go, express all your thoughts, good and bad, all that stuff to him. Then after you're done, just go to a still place and listen and, and, and go to his Bible, go to the word and, and start looking for things for him to talk to you with. And, and I think you'll be surprised what he's going to say to you. I know that I always am surprised at some of the things that he reveals to me. Um, and what do I mean by that? When I'm reading the Bible and we could start with Matthew or Mark or go to James, one of those books that you could start with, because there's some really practical things in those books. If you just start there, um, Mm -hmm. and ask the Lord, Hey, show me what you're trying to tell me here. I think you'll be surprised at what he shows you. And it's really cool because sometimes you've read something four or five, six times, or maybe you've never read it before. And this one thing sticks out to you. I I would venture to say that that is the Holy spirit trying to tell you and lead Mm -hmm. you into something. And I, and I would, would tell you to go ahead and pay a lot of attention to that. Um, He's always going to speak life. He's never going to speak death and he's always going to lead you into great places. So um, I want you to trust him and pray. And uh, I'm really praying for everybody that's listening uh, this week and every week, really. Uh, Next week, we're going to be tackling another very misunderstood topic on judgment. And I'm pretty, Mm. pretty worked up about this one, too. I've already started to do stuff. You've heard the old adage, only God can judge judge me. Yeah. And we're going to we're going to we're going to answer if if that's a myth or not. So you guys be sure. Mythbusters? Yeah. The spiritual mythbusters, I guess we could. Yeah. You look a lot like Adam. Oh, Lord. I do. No, you don't. (laughs) Anyways, go get my pack. (laughs) I think he looks more like (laughs) he does look like Adam a little bit because he's got the red beard. And if you were to just have the mustache, you might look like Jamie. The red beard guy. What's his name? Adam. Oh, the guy with that's Jamie. Jamie with the stash. Yeah. Uh, Do you have any idea what we're talking about? Absolutely none, but it's entertaining. Okay. Well, there you go. (laughs) It's been a great conversation and uh, we hope that everybody out there will join us next week. But until then, this is Todd Bergen. This is Steve Howard. And this is Alexis. And this is PT signing off. If no one has told you, God loves you and said why you did a great job, by the way. We'll catch you here next week. We'll see you guys. (laughs) Bye-bye.